All right. I think my sister just joined. So hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Let Me Tell You. If you are new here, my name is Leslie and I am your host. Thank you for joining me again. Guys, I can't believe this is already our fourth episode. I'm so happy and I'm so thankful for everyone that has supported me and that has reached out with feedback. You know, I think I feel like it's just been a bit of a challenge talking about certain things. And for the most part, I'm usually pretty good at talking, but just lately I feel like I've just been a little awkward, but I just feel like it. So into the world of how the recording works and stuff like that for me at least I do re-record several times um and I go from there you know I always don't have the time because I have a busy toddler but because of my previous episodes I've been getting asked a lot to talk about my relationship with my parents but especially my dad So here it goes. Today, I will be talking about my relationship with my Mexican father. So our episode today is called Daddy, Do You Love Me? And today I have a super special guest with me, my dear sister. Her name is Liz. And, you know, she's just the person that I have shared everything with from childhood traumas to being married, becoming a mom I mean, you name it. We have just gone through so much, and I'm happy I can bring her onto my space here in the podcast. So just has a voice of herself, because you guys will also be learning a lot about her through me, even if she's not on here. So I'll let her say hi. Hello, everyone. My name is Liz, and I'm really excited to be joining my sister on this journey. I feel that ever since she began this journey, I've always felt very proud of her for being able to speak out and, you know, open up a little bit and share a little bit of how we grew up and everything we've been through. So I'm very happy to be here with you today. You're not going to talk about your dog, Brock? (laughs) Oh, yeah. So I just got a puppy the day after Thanksgiving. And He's a mini Australian shepherd, and I decided to name him Broccoli, and he is the love of my life. He makes me very happy, and he's very playful, and sometimes he can be a handful, but there's nothing in the world I would do to not have him. <laughs> so guys, ever since she's she has this dog, she is like, oh, my baby Brock, my baby Brock, my baby Brock, but... Anyways, well, I'm super thankful to have you on here, sister. I'm happy that you can join me. So a little bit of a backstory, actually. Let me tell you what's supposed to be let us tell you. And (laughs) it was was something that we were going to do together. But I feel like just we're all in different places, even though we went through the same things. We're all in different places and we're not ready to, to talk about everything. So... I feel like sometimes we avoid things a certain way (laughs) and my lovely sister decided to avoid it by getting in a fight with me the day we were supposed to record. So that's (laughs) why let us tell you became let me tell you. (laughs) But anyways, let's get started. So, you know, today we're going to talk about our relationship with our dad. And, you know, my dad is a present, not present dad. He's just very emotionless. And as for myself, the only emotion that I have seen him express really is rage. Because dad is never upset or angry. It's like he goes zero. It's like rage outburst completely, you know. And I think, you know, I've heard him cry maybe just once over the phone. And it was because he was drunk. And It was because my mother had left him and we were actually put in a safe house for security. But that's the only time that I heard him him cry. And I want to start the the episode today with a funny story (laughs) because it is it is a rough one for us. And I think we just cope by joking. But I remember we were in the safe house and in if anyone, you know, around us knows the town where we live in. Um, the safe house used to be by our airport and across the street was another person's home right and I remember when my dad found out that we were there he would like park across the street because he couldn't come into the safe house and call us from there several times 
but my dad was just going through it. You know, I feel like he was missing my mom. He was, I don't know if he was really missing us, but he felt lonely. Let's say that. So one day, you know, it's pretty late and we're getting ready for bed. And my mom's phone starts ringing because at that time we didn't have cell phones or anything. And I answer the phone and I can just hear this guy talking and I'm like, what the heck? Like, what what's going on? So my dad used to have a friend um, who passed away and he was just an amazing guy, super funny. You know, he was really easygoing and he kind of sounded like him for some reason. So like he kept telling me stuff and he kept telling like, es que yo las quiero mucho. like I love you guys so much. <laughs> And it's hilarious because my, I'm just like, I mean, I wish I could record this in a video, but my face was just like, what the heck? Like, who is calling? And my mom's over there like, who is it? Who is it? ¿Quién es? ¿Quién es? And my dad's friend's name was Lindo. So I was like, es Lindo. And my mom was <laughs> like, ¿Cómo va a ser Lindo? Like, how could it be Lindo? And I was like, well, I don't know. And she's like, let me see. So she grabs the phone and she starts listening and she's like, it's your dad and I'm like oh but my dad was <laughs> like hella fucked up like hella fucked up so I feel like that's the only time that I've actually seen him express a different emotion than than just rage basically because he's never just angry but you know I just wanted to start off with this funny story to ease the ten the ease the tension how is that how you say it yeah okay well, I just wanted to start the, the story to ease the tension a little bit. But um, my dad has never really spoken to us about childhood. I feel like the only one he's spoken to about his childhood is my sister, surprisingly. So I think she's going to she's <laughs> gonna get from here. Well, because he never he, he's never a person that shares about himself, you know? He never talks about himself, really, like. He talks about other people or his job or she's mad, you know, but it's never really about things that are deep or that have hurt him, you know? Yeah. That's true. Take it from here, girl. All right. So I have never really had a close relationship with my dad. It's always been really rocky for various reasons that I won't get into. Otherwise, this podcast would be very long. But <laughs> yes, as the years have passed, I've put in effort to make it better and you know for some time it actually for some time it got better and you know we actually had a good relationship and whatnot um but there was one time so I at the moment was living living Grand Junction and I would go back to visit like I would go home and visit them during the weekends and whatnot and there was an occasion where I went home to visit and we decided to go to breakfast together which is honestly very weird because my dad and I never had never done that before. But regardless, we went to this little cafe in Edwards and it's amazing there anyway. But if anybody wants to try it. But well, tell them the name. Isn't it like Cafe 168 or something like that? It's 163, I think. Something I like that. I was confused, but it's in Edwards around the first bank. Yes, it's very good. The chilaquiles there are just amazing. But oh, girl, yes. I want to go there again. But anyway, we were having a conversation about my nephew, Aidan, and how I thought it was really good for him to have a set routine and, you know, to have like a bedtime routine and a waking up and a, a meal routine and whatnot. And as we were talking about it, I was I was saying, like, I think my sister doing a really good job giving him that because it gives him a lot of structure. And well, thank you. You're the first person to ever like, I, I don't know, compliment my yeah. structure <laughs> yeah I think I think it's personally good just you know I've babysat other people's kids and I I've seen the benefits of it so yeah we were just having a conversation about that and as we were talking about this he just started to tell me the way that you know that he and mom really tried to do the best that they could with us and that they just didn't know a lot of things so there was it really made me like understand that there was a lot of lack of knowledge especially because they were trying to survive in a totally different country you know and in every way possible but that he once he did that he started to talk to me about the way that he grew up which was honestly very rare for me because as, as you said earlier this is not something that 
my dad ever has a conversation with us like this, you know? And he started to share with me that his mom was very hard on him and his siblings. And he just, he got very emotional about it, which really threw me off. Um, I know. I, if, he was, if he was talking to me and he just started crying, I would be like, do I like need to drive you to the doctor or something? Because I, I have never seen that man cry. <laughs> Dude, I cried because he cried. And I was like, what? I have never seen a tear <laughs> run from this man's eyes. If but... anyone if anyone is listening to us and they know my dad, y'all know, know that man is as hard as a rock. <laughs> oh, yeah. But anyway, he he started to share these moments in which he... From a very young age, my dad, unfortunately, you know, he grew up in Mexico, so resources are limited, and they were a big family, so it was hard for my grandparents to stay afloat and, you know, financially to support them all and to get them to school, because a lot of people may think that education is like the United States, that it's, you know, free from kindergarten to 12th grade, whatnot, you know, but that's not the case in Mexico. You have to pay to go to school. So and how many? And 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 I feel like it's important to share how many um, siblings my dad had. You know, because yeah. it's not like he had three or four. Like it was what? How many? He my dad I, is I one, like two, six or something like three, that? four, five. Who am I forgetting? It's I my think dad. It's like six. My tío. My tía Eva. My tío. your four tías. So I think it's yeah. Six? six of them yeah yeah so six and, kids yeah so you know it was it was difficult for them to be able to go to school and stuff because they really couldn't afford it and um he shared with me of course that his mother was very hard on them so when he was very young he actually started working up up in the mountains like picking fruit and stuff like that you know and he he told me he shared with me that he would leave for days or weeks and he would stay up there with people and he would literally stay up there like day, night, wouldn't come home. And that my grandpa would always tell him like, why don't you, you know, why don't you want to come home? Why don't you want to come visit us and stay here? And my dad would always say there that he would always tell my grandpa, there's nothing for me to come back to because it was very violent in many ways. He said it was violent physically, emotionally, mentally, like, gosh, dude, I, it broke my heart when he shared this with me. But he literally said that, you know, because resources were limited, they only had like a pair of shoes, right? Mm -hmm. And my grandma apparently would not allow him to wear the shoes all the time. Like she let him, she would allow him to wear the shoes when she felt like it or just for special occasions, you know? And, oh my gosh. And, and guys, this is, this is something that I'm actually just learning right now like this is something that we had never spoken about so this is like revealing to everyone including myself yeah and I don't know when he was sharing this with me it really brought a lot into perspective you know like I really thought about and not because I want to justify it but when I saw my dad sitting there like across from me from a table sharing his childhood with me crying I realized really quick that my dad was talking from his inner child and his inner child is was very sad you know and very lost and very didn't get the love and support and cuddling that he desired you know and maybe some and sometimes I think well my dad is such a rock you know my dad won't tell us he loved us like gosh the I I know you said you've seen him you've heard him crying and that's it and for me, it's been a little bit different. You know, I've seen my dad cry twice now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one, the next part. One is because the first time I saw him cry, I was, what year was this? I think it was my freshman year of high school. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> one time we were driving to school. <laughs> and my mom. Oh, this is going to be very embarrassing. <laughs> We were driving, we were driving to school. My mom had a, a van. <laughs> I love that van. Did we love that thing? And <laughs> we were driving to school and Lizette was so mad because that day, like, she, my mom didn't let, let us allow, uh, that doesn't make sense, didn't allow us to drive the van because they had just found out that Lizette was smoking pot. And <laughs> my mom was like, 
Like, no, how am I just going to let you smoke weed? And she straight up, guys, was like opening the door and trying to jump out while the van was moving. They guys, I was ready to go. <laughs> but yes, oh, the, the first time I saw my dad cry was when they figured out I was smoking weed at a very young age. And two, because of what I already shared, you know, his inner child was hurt, broken and scared. And Again, I didn't want to justify it, but it kind of made me look at him and try to understand him from a different perspective, you know? I think he grew up surviving, you know? It was never living. He was constantly on a survival mode, and maybe that's why he doesn't show his emotions, you know? Because if he ever even tried to show them, they were shut down. But I also realized that, unfortunately, he decided to be that way, you know, and it might have been because of lack of resources and knowledge and not having the access to like a counselor and whatnot, which I doubt he would ever even go. But, um, but I feel like what you're sharing is huge, you know, because I feel like if you like sit here and, and, you know, how can I say, analyze everything that's going on, like he's so hurt, you know, he's so hurt. And, and like, all he wanted was love and mm-hmm. and care. And it was like basic necessities were not being met. And it wasn't because obviously it was hard to meet basic necessities with six kids. But I feel like also basic emotional necessities were lacking. And I feel like exactly. that's huge and- because, you know, he's hurt. He's a hurt person. Mm-hmm. And like you said, he, he did have the option mm-hmm. to change that and be a different father for us. And unfortunately, that's not the way that it happened. But you know, it definitely makes us like right now that you're sharing all this, it makes me view him so differently. And like, he's not home right now, but I would low key try to go even give him a hug. But you know how dad is. He'll, <laughs> low give, key. That. he'll give me, I know he'll, he'll like, I'll go stand next to him and he'll give me like that side hug and just tap my elbow and then push me away. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you're done. Goodbye. Like, yeah. And you know, I think, yeah. And I think it's because he was, he probably never felt safe to share those emotions or, to be open about it but the thing that makes me the most I don't want to say disappointed or sad I guess sad is the more of the word is that unfortunately like at least for myself I I don't want to speak for you I sometimes feel like I'm the same way you know and I think that these are generational these are generational issues that have been passed down and I I wish it would have been different but it's not different. So now I'm like, what do we do to change it? You know? And I think I, I've i always thought that I'm the black sheep of the family. And I'm okay with it. But I feel like I'm the black sheep of the family, too. <laughs> I, think we, I think we both have our moments, you know? But I think the person who pushes my dad most is me. Yeah, that's true. I, I you push him You definitely push my dad the most. I push him to his core. And when I say... I do it purposely. I mean it. I really push him because I really want to get in there. You know, I really want to understand. I really want him to feel comfortable to just, even if he's yelling at me and he tells me what he feels, I'm okay with that. You know, because it's just like he's being connected to his feelings and he's able to verbalize them and sometimes he contradicts himself because he's in the heat of the moment and I just pissed him off big time you know yeah at least he says it and it gives me a sense of satisfaction of like like dad I know you're really mad at me but I'm helping you because you're saying out loud what I made you feel yeah you know and I feel like that's that's huge because like you said it sometimes you feel like you're the same way and I feel like I'm the same way too but I feel like it just depends on who I'm with like with my son, like, I never had, we never had my dad say, oh, like, Mija, I love you. I'm proud of you. Like, never. We've never had that, really. So, like, I try to be the mom that's, like, you know, to my son, like, hugs, kisses, cuddles, and I love you, and I love you, and I love you all day long. And my son is not a cuddly person. But then, like, sometimes when I want to say things to my dad, like, it's so hard, and I'd rather keep them in me because I feel like he's just going to frown upon them, you know? Like, and I'll give you guys the perfect example. Like, for Mother's Day last year, he, like, <laughs> made mom and I dinner. He went and bought a cheesecake, and I was like, what? Like, my dad never does this, never. And so, like, he got us flowers and everything. And 
I was like, when we came, when I came to visit them, because I wasn't living with them at that time, I was like, wow. I was like, I'm like, aquí viene todo este amor. Like, where is this, all this love coming from? And he's like, no, 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 no. I don't like that shit. You don't want to do that. And I was like, whoa. I was like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> you're like, I was just saying thanks. Yeah, I was just like, dang. Like, I was just trying to say that you've never been this loving before and that I appreciate And he just like, flipped out and just let me have it <laughs> and I was like I swear to god guys like I turned start crying because I was like I was just trying to say something nice <laughs> <laughs> and I was like I'm never gonna do this again <laughs> and it's and like we're laughing you know but like it's so hurtful because I was just trying you know to acknowledge what he has he had done for us because I feel like that's also dad lacks that you know I feel like per conversations we have with him he lacks that with his parents or with his siblings and I wanted to be the person that was like wow dad like I really appreciate this and he just started bitching me out and I was like dang (laughs) it's so I mean I don't know how you feel about sharing your emotions and feelings when it comes to dad and stuff but I feel very awkward and uncomfortable even like trying to get myself to share something like that with him because Mm -hmm. I always think that it's not okay to do so you know yeah same you know I feel like throughout all the years and a lot of things that and once I talk about my my relationship with dad like I'll go I'll go through it but I've I've really been desensitized you know like yeah I I just that's the way it is and I've lost a lot of emotions towards those things but I do feel weird I do feel weird talking to him about certain things and it's more like when I have to express how I feel about something that he's done or stuff like that but you know are you are you still gonna share something or is it my turn now no I think it's all you okay well now it's my turn to talk about my relationship with dad well Lisa's gonna share a little bit more of course because she's the guest we want her to speak right but You know, I used to consider myself daddy's girl. I felt that when I was little, you know, speaking, you know, baby, toddler ages, my relationship with with dad now that I view it is like it was okay. You know, apparently he did care for me in certain ways. And this is just really what mom has shared. But I guess he would play with me quite a bit. He would help me do homework. Um I do have pictures of us together when I was a little girl and I seemed very happy and he seemed like he was a loving father, but I don't remember that. I don't remember feeling his love. Like I do remember, you know, certain homework situations or stuff like that, but not much. And I feel like our relationship has just changed over the years, but I was definitely very attached to him for many years, you know, dad and mom and dad split up fairly frequently and You know, many of the times my mother would go back to my dad because I would have a really hard time without him. Like sometimes we we were in the safe house. How many times? Maybe like twice or once. I don't remember. I think it was once. And then the other times it was in people's houses. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. So one of the times, you know, we went we were trying to stay at my brother's house, but that didn't work out. And I'm sure. We will have a a different episode to talk about that, but it didn't work out. And we ended up going to the safe house because my dad actually kept following us and like (laughs) low-key stalking us. Well, my mom. And, you know, I remember being in the bathroom of the, of the safe safe house, like crying on the floor because I just couldn't be without my dad. And it's crazy because I was the, I was really the only one who had a decent relationship with him. He usually, you know, was very hard on my brother, like, very hard on him. And him and Lisbeth has all him and Liz, sorry, my sister hates being called Lisbeth, but that's what (laughs) I call her. Him and Liz always had a a difficult relationship as well. You know, there was how many years did you guys go with not even talking to each other, like other than bitching at each other? I don't even know. She was I think ever since middle school, like whole middle school, like most of high school, we had good moments here and there you know but most of the time it was me being a total a total butt to him oh yeah definitely and I feel like you know he didn't have a good relationship with brother he didn't have a good relationship with my sister and I think dad and I connected very well but 
it was because I would listen to his problems. I feel like in a sense, I was his therapist. And I always told him what he wanted to hear because God forbid you (laughs) don't agree with what he says. So I just, I just tell him until this day, like I just tell him what he wants to hear most of the time because I don't want to deal with it anymore, you know? So all my life, I just had been his therapist and I always really tried to see, you know, the best in him, the good in him and, and love him regardless of many things. But he just took care of showing us over and over again that he really only cares about himself. And I get it. You know, he's a hurt. He has, he has his inner child hurt. He's hurt. He lacks love and lots of stuff, but it's not my fault or my sisters or my moms or my brothers or anyone around him, you know? And little by little, I just lost the love and attachment to him. And it's, I'm 25, but it literally took me 25 years to accept the real him and actually feel let down or decepcionada of his actions. So, you know, dad has never been a supportive person. He never supported our dreams, careers, nothing. If I worked at a bank and I said, hey, like, I need to open one more account to meet my, you know, to meet my goals so that I could get my commission. Like he was like, Oh, that sucks. Well, you got to find someone, you know, (laughs) instead of being like, Hey, I'll, I'll go do it for you. (laughs) Like if I learned a new skill, he wouldn't try it. He was just always so negative about it. And like to him, like he's always right. You know, when I worked for, a tax company for for a while um here in in our in the town that we live in and I like kept telling him that the way that he was filing his taxes was wrong that the person that was helping him was doing him wrong and like no like shut the hell up like you're my daughter I'm your dad I know better and I'm not gonna go file with you I'm gonna go file with my person that I've been filing with for a hundred years even if they're wrong (laughs) well what is it like five, six years later, all of it blows up in his face. And he's like, can you fix them? And I'm like, Nope, you got to go to someone else. Like you got to go to someone way above me, you know? And he was upset, but not once has he said like, Hey, I should have supported you. Hey, this, you were right. Like nothing. Cause in his books, like, you know, dad is just, he's right. You're wrong. Always. you cut off oh uh, yeah I totally agree with you yeah so you know dad never really took the actual dad role you know he wouldn't help mom change diapers or feed us or you know stuff like that and I'm sure that if he did I can guarantee you guys it was minimal and I say it because I have seen my mom bust her ass since I can remember till now and my mom can be like almost passing out and she just makes it happen and he's just sitting there watch her watching her and you know I I do remember being very attached to him as a little girl like sleeping in his in his like underarm but I mean you guys are talking about when I was like a, a little girl and I feel like just growing up I've I've been seeing the the real him you know little by little and I am the middle child. I always was the problem child. La pelionera. Like, I would always fuck with Adan or I would fuck with Lisbeth. And I would push. Whoever was home was for sure getting annoyed by me. <laughs> but, you know, mom always had to do everything. He, she would be the one that, like, would scold us, that would split us up. Like, because we were never, like, oh, like, just, you know, push and push. Like, we would, like, nos damos madrazos, you know? Like, we would go all at it. Like, over the stupidest things. And my mom was over there breaking us up, like, breaking me up with Lise or breaking me up with Adan. And, like, just when she was, like, done with it is when he would step in because mom couldn't handle it anymore. But he would step in and it was usually to just scold us, yell at us, insult us, ground us, or even worse, just hit us. Oh, he and- always hit us. He would never scold us or ground yeah, us. Yeah, he would. No, it's always as he was being as he was beating our ass. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Look, perfect example. The time they one time we were my sister and I decided to paint our fucking room like 
half blue and half red. <laughs> and then when we had to fix it, they had to put like that texture on the wall so that on like white, like plaster, I think is what I don't even know. But it was like this texture that we had to put on the wall. And we straight up like my, they were like, don't put your hands in there. Like we're little girls. Like, of course, we're going to fucking put our hands in there. And he came back. Oh, my God. Like, you have no idea. And then fucking Lisbeth, like, pushes me out of the way. <laughs> he straight up was, like, yelling at me, calling me a zorra and kicking me on the ground onto the fucking bucket. And I was like, really? So my mom comes in and she, like, gets him off. Of oh, did I, I don't even want to share more because I, I don't know if he can still go to jail for all this. <laughs> but... <laughs> But, you know, like, it was when he would step in and he would step in and beat our asses and insult us and scream at us. So, like, he wasn't really much help because then who had to take care of us when we we got our asses beat? My mom did. So that was just something extra that she had to do. (laughs) You know? And it's funny now, but, like, it's sad. It's sad. Yeah, I shouldn't laugh about it, but... That's the best way I found. <laughs> yeah, and we've been coping with it by making jokes about it, but it's oh, like it's sad, you know, because like things like this shouldn't be happening. But it's crazy because when I was learning about my my PNES, my seizure condition, Dad was also not helpful. He was always yelling, cursing, shoving me with his foot. You know, I remember spending nights and days in the emergency room with me and I remember that when it was time for us to leave we were sitting in the hospital waiting room waiting for him to wake up and answer the phone to come and get us dad was never supportive with my seizure condition and and even in occasions like he made comments to my mother and everyone else that I was faking and that they should just ignore me And I'm like, what the heck? Like, he has never been there in moments that I have really needed a father figure or father love because I'm going through a whole condition that, one, they they caused because of all of their barely learning about it. And he's beating the shit out of me when I, like, in the middle of a seizure, you know? Like, there are, I have... And I feel like this is going to be very surprising for even Liz to learn. But I have a lot of resentful, resentful emotions with that because as a father, you should be your daughter's first love. The set of example of the type of man you want her to be with. And dad never did that. He always made sure to break our heart before any other man could. And I'm sure that if I would have had a different father figure, meaning a positive father figure in my life, You know, it would all be a complete different story. I definitely would have not married the man that I did. And I went through a lot of shit in my marriage because that's the example that dad gave me. And that's all that I knew. I, you know, and I, and I understand that I have the responsibility to change all of these things, but I literally feel like I got married to run away from exactly that, you know, his, his lack of love and and his lack of positivity in our life. And, and it's difficult because I feel like that's something that you can relate to with as well. Yeah, no, I definitely can. But I've taken, you know, the complete opposite. Right. But that, you of know, course, but, but you left basically kind of for the same reason. No, yeah, I, I definitely left because of that. And I, I almost did the same thing. But thankfully, God did. <laughs> you know miracles and I ended up in a different situation thankfully which I am endlessly Mm -hmm. grateful for but yeah I I I totally get it and what I think is so crazy is that I try to talk you out of it and I was like I get it but don't do this (laughs) dude it's because you also have to understand and I feel like this is going to be a really good episode for us to have together about the differences of an older sibling and a younger sibling because it is completely different things. You know, it's it's different. Like, it's not... Growing up for you was not the same as growing up for me. Even though we went through the same things, you have to understand, my parents were so different with me than they were with you. Yeah. No, yeah, and we both got different ends because of things, you know? You also have to keep in mind, I was their first daughter. And everything was just, like, a shit show. <laughs> No, because yeah. you know that it's true. Like, everything oh, yeah. was just 
a shit show, you know, with, with them. And like, I'm glad you didn't have to go through all of that. Hell yeah. Like this is part of being a savior. I'd rather, I'd rather I have gone through it than, than you have gone through it, but it's, it's rough, you know, it's, it's rough. And it was something that I had to deal with, but, and I'll just give you like little examples, you know, like I feel like at a certain time in my life, I was just really going through a hard time in my marriage. You know, it came to the point where my husband and I split up. I had to move back in with my parents and I don't know how many people that are listening to me have gone through a a split up a divorce or some sort of separation from someone that they love. But one night I just get home. I don't even know where I was because half of the time I was partying and drunk, but I came home and I heard mom and dad fighting and I went up to their room and they were fighting and yelling at each other with the light off. And I'm like, what the hell? So I turned the light on and he's like, turn the fucking light off. And he starts like bitching me out. And I'm like, why are you like, it's not like anyone can't hear you guys. Cause they were literally like yelling at each other, like full blast. And my dad's like, we don't want the neighbors to see us. And I was like, what the fuck? How does that make sense? Like they don't have to see you. Like they're listening to everything you're saying. So, and honestly, like the only reason why I stepped in is because my dad was insulting my mom like hardcore like he was just letting her have it and you know better than I do that when he was gets to the point where he's insulting then it goes up from there right so I stepped in because I was like there's no fucking way that like he's gonna beat my mom ever again especially if I'm here so I stepped in and I like tell him that there's no need to be insulting mom that if he's upset you know that they can talk about it or whatever and she starts calling me a zorra malagradecida. And I'm like, who? you messed with the wrong person today. And I had had some drinks that night. And I was like, Mm-mm. so I lost it. And I told him, I was like, malagradecida, yo? Like, you're the fucking malagradecido. Like, I'm the only one that has a good relationship with you. I'm the only one that has seen a little bit of good in you. And I'm the only one that has tried to be okay with you. And you try to come and tell me that I'm the, mal- the malagradecida? And we just started going at it. So he starts coming at my face. And I start going at his face. And my mom's, like, stepping in. And she's like, no, no. And I was like, don't get in. So my mom, like, just steps back. And my mom, my dad and I are just like having it. And he like raises his hand. And I was like, oh, you're going to hit me. I'm like, you're going to hit me like you used to hit my mom. You're going to hit me like all the times that I stepped in. And that slap was for my mom and it happened to me. I'm like, that's what you're going to do. And I and he just looked at me and put his hand down. And like, I just couldn't do it. So I left for the night. Asked me if I got a call from him. I got a call from him worrying about me or nothing nothing like he didn't even care like he has belittled all of us he has belittled my mom in every way possible he has been abusive physically many times financially he's been disrespectful he's always been celoso he has always wanted my mom to depend on him for everything like I remember as little girls we had to ride the bus because he wouldn't plug the battery in the truck so we wouldn't so that my mom wouldn't take them and some of those times we needed medical care and he didn't care. He financially abused her till you have no idea. He allowed the disrespect from his family over onto us and my mo- my mother. And now that my mother has her own jobs and her car, he's constantly mad because he can't control her anymore. And all of that lack of control resu- results in his rage outburst because that's literally what it is. The fact that he doesn't control her anymore and I, you know, I'm not trying to bash him and I know he has had a rough life, but it's not justification to hurt someone that much because I feel like seeing the person that birthed you be belittled, hurt, beat, disrespected, treated like shit. And like we've seen dad mop the floor with my mother, like straight up, like how as as children how are you gonna accept that from your father and how are you gonna sit there and be like oh yeah I love my dad we have a great relationship and he beat (laughs) up your mom yesterday (laughs) 
Bitch, don't laugh. <laughs> Dude, I-, <laughs> I just, when you say it out loud, it, I don't know. It, I mean, I know this, but when you say it out loud, you know? Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to, like, I feel like last, when I, when I talked about my first episode, when I shared that last traumatic story that you told me, how do you talk about this so easily? I've become, like, I have literally become so numb and I've desensitized all of these things to the point where it hurts so bad, it doesn't hurt. I get that. And it's rough, you know, like, I can go on and on about examples, like, I'll give you, I'll give you a crazy one right now, and you can, we're probably going to laugh the shit out of it, because, so... I went to like an eyelash extension course and I learned how to do eyelashes. Which, by the way, if you're in Eagle County, if you mention my podcast, I'll give you guys a discount on a set. But anyways, I was practicing. And when I finished my whole set, I asked my husband, like, I'm like, well, I don't ask him. I'm like, look, it's done. And my husband said, te quedaron bien. Like, oh, you did a good job, basically. So if you much, I love to joke. I have like super dark humor. I joke a lot. So I come out of the room. <laughs> oh, I still laugh about this. I come out of the room and I'm like, dad, look at my mom's eyelashes. You should take her to dinner. <laughs> and my dad looks at me like flat out and just looks at me like he wants to kill me. And I was like, oh, shit. So he goes into the room and he comes back out and suddenly I just hear Chewy, our our dog, the Chihuahua, just like yelp, like cry. And I run out because usually it's my son who's abusing him and I have to go stop it. And my mom tells me that he just kicked Chewy like a soccer ball across, across the living room. So I'm looking at him and I'm like, like, if you're so mad, why take it out on the dog? And he starts just bitching me out. And he's like, don't ever fucking come and ask me about the shit that you do to your mom. And I'm like, whoa. And he starts like bitching at my mom, (laughs) bitching at me. And I'm over here like with the dog in my arms trying to make sure he's okay. And he's like, and put the damn dog down before I put him outside. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I was like, Jesus Christ. So I remember I bring the dog to my room and he's just going at it. Like, he's just bitching and bitching and he just doesn't stop and I'm like what in the freaking world like I don't understand and over nothing and then next morning I wake up and I like let my monster loose my son my son loose to the living room and then when I make it to the kitchen he's like I already gave him breakfast and I'm like okay like you were just bitching me out last night. You know? I was like, did we forget? Or did I have a dream? Or what? What, what is it? You know? I feel like just whoever dad has around, he just ends up, ends up causing those people to stay away from him. You know, my dad has two horses and he's constantly, constantly inviting us over to ride. And mind you, yet we all stopped going because he always finds a way to be rude to us. You know, one day we went to ride horses with him as a family because he's always upset that no one shares anything with him. And my dad's horse, well, one of them, Bobby, he's super stubborn. You know, it has taken my dad a lot of time to tame him. And when I got on, he was just stubborn and he didn't want to do what I was asking him to do. And my dad got upset. And then when he gets, when he got on his own horse, like Bobby starts misbehaving and my dad, out of nowhere, just starts cussing us all out. He starts, like, espuelando a Bobby, like, you know, with those things that you pick on the sides of their... I don't know how you say them in English. Um, the spurs? Yeah, the spurs. And smacking him with the with the whip. And, like, bitching us all out and blaming us for it. And, like, ever since then, no one wants to go ride with him. And now he's asking me to take my son. And I'm like... I'm not going to put my son in that situation. Like, I'm not going to allow us all to be in that spot because you're just going to bitch us out, you know? 
and he's a really good grandpa you know he loves my son and spends a lot of time with him but he just he always has something to say he makes a lot of comments about the way that parent comments if i let my son cry for five minutes and one thing that i just really notice is that he doesn't care to have a negative vibe or negative energy around my child and doesn't grasp the of all that thing. Uh, that all those bad things actually affect my son in a way because we grew up with bad vibes, bad energy, beatings, yellings, insults, all this, all that. And we grew up reprimanded of basically happiness. And he wa- he expects us to be okay. You know, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the art of pushing everything under the rug. I'm telling you, he's the master of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. But anyway, earlier, as I mentioned, my relationship with my dad has just always been really rocky. And throughout my life, I, especially my childhood, you know, that middle school, high school area where I didn't speak with my dad is because I was very manipulated by said person. And I had no interest in having a relationship with my dad. I was... Person who then will make an episode about also. Yes, but <laughs> I was terrible to him. I I would ignore him. I would speak to him very rudely. And I honestly just had the worst attitude towards him. And your notes your notes say have. So you continue to just kidding. <laughs> I have my moments because he has earned them. <laughs> but he has. He definitely I- has. But now that I say this and I think back about, you know, those really, I mean, seven years that I was like terrible to him, you know, it, I'm truly embarrassed about it, you know, because I didn't have a clear representation as to what was going on. You know, I, I was basing off my relationship with my dad because of other people, which was wrong. But when I mm-hmm. left my parents' house for college, um, which is when I left. I realized, you know, how peaceful life could be. I I started to have an outside perspective and I had a lot of time to reflect. So I began to understand that what my dad had done to, you know, said person, it was it was not done to me. You know, there was no reason for me to detest, to detest him and to be mad at him because he didn't do those things to me. And it's crazy that, to think about this, but it literally took me 19 years of my life mm-hmm. to realize this because as a little girl I was trying to fix adult problems you know I we were always trying to do this on on a constant we were too scared to say certain things because yeah. well for, at least for me I was scared to say something because I was afraid that I was going to cause something you know an issue but yeah. once I realized this I I realized it and I was like I need to change this I want my relationship to improve because I want to have a representation of him Right. Based and I feel like what he does. And that and that's important that you say that because you learned that he didn't do these things to you. You know, he, these things were but yeah. they certainly do affect. And then I feel like the fact that these things that were done affected also the the manipulation from the other person was also very hard because it's like, okay, they didn't do them to me, but they still hurt me. And then this person over here is like, you got to hate him, basically. Not in those exact words, but basically you to hate him. Yeah. So anyway, I started to speak with him. You know, I started to make an effort and I I started to respect him. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm an adult and I have a different perspective. I looked at it from an outside perspective and I started, I was was like, I'm going to gather my own conclusions about him. So Little to say, this good relationship phase, it didn't last long, of course, you know, <laughs> no, it is it what it is. <laughs> but this past year, during the holidays, there was a, a big altercation. A and crisis. <laughs> yes, my sister called it a crisis in one of her previous episodes, but I'll call it, well, you know, whatever. But I didn't think that his behavior was adequate. And I lost it. And I but don't I don't think you lost it. I oh, I lost don't, it, girl. I don't, I don't necessarily think you lost it because I feel like you expressed what you shared and you were crying and you were upset. But 
you didn't act like he did because he actually loses it. Like he loses it, kicks the dog, throws shit around, slams doors, yells and bitches. Yeah, and that's you true. you said you said what you had to say. And you I feel like you expressed yourself, but I don't feel like you lost it. Well, I guess when I say that I lost it, I feel that I lost my ability to hold in my feelings because this is what I was trained to do, right? Like something happened yeah. and I I held it in. I didn't do anything. But everybody talks about their New Year's resolutions. Well, this year, my resolution was that I was just going to let it all burn. So I let my feelings be shown. <laughs> I I expressed my my feelings and it happened. And I, you know, there's fight, flight and whatever as defense mechanism. So I left. I left. That was my response. And one day, hopefully I can react in a different way. But in that moment, I was like, you know what? Like, I want to keep myself safe. I want to be okay with, like, with my mental health, with my emotions. So I was like, I'm out. So after this incident happened, I did not speak to him for, like, about a month and a half. And he tried to call me. He would <laughs> call me. He would text me. He would do this. He would do that. And I was like, I wasn't ready. What, what else would What else would he do? Because I feel like it's important to share his way of saying oh. sorry of saying sorry. Oh, he he did absolutely everything. He was over there, you know, asking you like, "Oh, Liz hasn't talked to me and I don't know why." Acting like he didn't know. Um my mom even mentioned he told him. I mean, he went and shared with my significant other issues that my dad and I have, which I was so very what did upset he give about. You? Oh yeah. Yes. So we have I have this issue. Um <laughs> I mean, I have a lot of issues, but I have this issue this, that you have several. We have several. Ever since, yes, ever since we started growing up, and my mom and my dad would get separated. When my dad was trying to, you know, kind of like reel us back in, he would buy me stuff, us. and yes, he would buy us stuff, and he never would buy us stuff unless he was trying to get my mom back, right? Which is stupid, but he literally sent me money. He put money in my account. Which made me really upset because it made me feel like you're trying to buy my dollars. I would have been like, oh, I never change, never give you. <laughs> oh, girl, I, I don't, like, I do not plan right, on giving those four hundred back. <laughs> you gave me four hundred dollars. Next time we get a fight, give me another hundred. Give me an extra hundred. <laughs> I would have, I would have been fine. But anyway, I would have, I would have been like him. I, I would have said but, good morning the oh next gosh. day. <laughs> <laughs> oh god no but anyway i'm just a couple kidding. of days ago a couple of days ago um he i was talking to my mom on the phone and i was feeling spicy that day and he called me so i was like today's the day so i answered my phone and you know the conversation went as expected it was completely chaos it was terrible but you know i during thanksgiving i I was very drunk and I said and did things that were out of line. So very. I I apologize Bitch, for my mistake. You, okay, but uh, we we got to talk about that. We got to talk about that because <laughs> <laughs> I think we should do a separate podcast for that night only. Oh my god, she had three bottles of wine and just a little bit of a preview. She was exposing our family issues and in front of one of our family members, it had and to be said. Calling, okay. calling me, I was like, "Bitch!" Like, I'm not even saying anything to you. <laughs> I know, but whatever. We'll have another conversation about that. One. No, but... no, whatever. Nothing. You haven't even apologized <laughs> for that to you. But my dad, the my dad is a topic of conversation. Okay, so. I okay after you know because he blamed. I'm gonna call your ass. Call your ass and you're gonna say something about it. <laughs> Sounds good, but okay. I apologize for my mistake, and you know I apologized. I said, you know what, Dad? Like, I'm sorry. My behavior was wrong. The way I spoke to you, what I said to you was wrong, and I'm sorry. I'm like, I I'm sorry. I feel bad that I did that because I wouldn't have done that if I was not drunk. And unfortunately, he wasn't able to do the same. He wasn't able to apologize for what he had done and ruined everybody's New Year's Eve. He didn't do that. And 
you know, at, it, the conversation was just, I mean, it, it was just terrible. It, we, he ended up yelling at me, calling me names, you know, whatever, what he always does. And at the end mm-hmm. of the conversation, I think Did that he call I really, you a zorra? No, he told me that, you know, <laughs> he didn't call me that, but he called me other stuff. <laughs> Dude, he always calls me that when he gets mad at me, he always calls me that. Okay, and he I, doesn't I, call me that because I told him not to ever dare. <laughs> I low-key, I low-key, well, he hasn't called me that in a really long time, but, because I also yeah. told him, after that time he almost hit me, I told him to never call me then again, and I don't think he ever has, yeah. but I low-key, I was trying to be like, su abuelita or something, because like, <laughs> yes, like, why is he telling us that, you know, like, why would you call your daughters okay, that? Okay, tell people, tell people what that means. Sora? Yes, in English. <laughs> Sora in English, well, like it's practically, or he's practically calling us, he's practically calling us a whore. Hose. Calling us hoes. Yes. I don't feel like we've ever, especially not around <laughs> him, because he would be a rat. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, back to the topic. So at the end of the conversation, I actually decided to cut him off. I told him not to speak to me until he was able to accept his mistakes. And quite frankly, I never realized how difficult it would be for me to actually do this. So after the conversation ended, I actually, I didn't show this to anyone, so this is going to be news for you. I actually, like, I broke down. Oh, sister. And I actually, it, it sounds so weird, but I honestly began to grieve him. Oh, that's so sad. I didn't know that. I thought that you got off the phone and you were like, "Yeah, I fought him." <laughs> like I, no, didn't, I really I... didn't think that you were actually like affected because this happened. Because guys, this happens regularly in our life. Like this has been. But I had never. We can I speak. Had never cut him. Yeah, and I can. I had never cut him off. And oh no no no! I, but the, the fighting, the arguments, yeah, the the on and off relationship with him has happened throughout our whole life. So I am surprised because I am surprised that you broke down and started crying and and began to grieve him because usually you were like, "Yeah, I fought you, huh?" And then <laughs> like three months later, you're him again in the next fight. So I and usually you're just like, "Whatever," like I got enough him, you know. But you're yeah sad about it upset about it yeah and I think that's just because of how much I've actually grown as an individual that me cutting him off and I've done it I feel like I've done it before but I've never actually said it to him and I've never actually gone through with it you know but this time I am and I started to grieve his minimal presence in my life which frankly hasn't been much if we're both honest you know no because even if he's present even if he's been present He's been non-present he because he's he's never in the moment. He's never living things with us. He's never going through things with us. You know, he's never living life with us. He's in his own world. Yep. And I, frankly, I always wondered if he did love me because he never, mm-hmm. you know, he never told me that he loved me. And me neither. I always felt like. Yeah, I always felt that I wasn't enough for him. And I think that that has really affected my entire life. You know, I've always felt like, oh, am I not enough for this person? Am I not enough for this person? And I always thought that I was too little to be loved. And, you know, I never felt safe to express my feelings around him. And I've always felt a huge void when it comes to my dad. I, you know, so when you say the title of the podcast, you know, and it's really something that I've questioned my whole life. You know, it's like, I've always wondered, like, daddy, like, do you love me? Like, am I enough for yeah. you? Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Oh, don't cry, sister. Don't cry. <laughs> it, it's true. It's definitely so true because I feel like it's a question that we all, you know, make. And I feel like you, myself, our, our other sibling, which we call our acquaintance, <laughs> um, <laughs> Our, our acquaintance, I feel like we all feel the same way. I feel like we all question, like, do you really love us? Because he's always been there, but not there. He's on his own world. And he's not willing to let go of 
all his hurt, his fears, his, his everything and be a loving father so that he doesn't lose us. And I feel like it's so sad because I really, that he would rather lose the relationship with us than say, I love you. We cannot even tell you guys how many times I have tried to hug this man and he will straight up like, We'll stand one next to the other, shoulder to shoulder, and he'll put his arm around me, squeeze me from the shoulder, and then push me away. Like, straight up, push me away. And I'm like, hold on, I don't want to let you go yet. But he just, he pushes you away. (laughs) Like, he pushes you away physically, emotionally, mentally, in every way. He just... Like there, I feel like he lives in a whole nother world. We're not able to, we've never been able to see because he doesn't let it out, you know? And it's hard because it is something that we do question. Like, does he really love us? Like, and every time that I, like throughout this whole week that I've been planning this episode, I read the title and I imagine myself as a little under his arm and then getting up from the floor because I just got beat and asking him if he loved me. And I feel like ugh, it's hard because I feel like I'm about to break down too. But it's hard because it's like, I don't even think about it as an adult. I think about it as a little asking him if he loves me. You're in a child. Hard. Yeah. You know, this episode has been really and I feel like full of emotions and it's something that I'm so blessed that we could do because I learned a lot about you and I'm sure that you've you've never imagined that I ever felt this way towards our father I'm sure no I'm I am very surprised actually because I thought that was just a a me thing no (laughs) because oh so backstory everyone just thinks that I love my father through thick and thin and I'll defend him regardless of whether he beat me today or not. <laughs> like everyone thinks that <laughs> that I'm always on his side and that I just love him regardless. And I feel like it's been a surprise for, I guess, my sister in this case to know that I do have resentment towards him. It definitely has been surprising to me because I've always thought that and I always everyone has you know because of my perception of him and my attitude towards him I'm just like how can you love him so much (laughs) yeah everyone every my mom says the same thing and it's not that and I feel like it's changed you know and I feel like throughout my episodes a lot of stories and memories will arise about both my mom my mother and father and I feel like it'll help you guys understand the reason behind the relationship with that we have with each of them, you know, and, and I will be honored to have my sister again to talk about our relationship with mom, but I hope this helps understand why we lived through certain things. And as always, we don't want to sit here and bash dad or mom at any point or paint them as bad people, but we do want the truth to be shared and just basically our side of our story of our life. And make awareness over our culture and the things that we live. And, you know, this is our relationship with dad about, you know, what we lived. And it's two different perspectives. Even though we went, we both went through the same thing. Even if we had to endure the same traumas, we've all taken things differently. And we have been affected different ways. So, Hang tight because we will be talking about the relationship with mom soon. But I do want to thank you guys for joining us today, sister. I really want to thank you for being here with me. I know that this has been a difficult topic for you. I know that it's this is the reason why you we actually instead of let us tell you, it became let. Um, but I appreciate you opening up and. And also, like this helps everyone just be like, oh, like, no, it's not just Leslie sharing crazy stuff that we think sometimes might not be true. Like, it's their lives, you know? So, is there anything else you want to add? You want to say goodbye? You want to say anything, sister? Yeah, I just want to say thank you for telling me to join you. I know, 
you know, we were going to do it together, but as I, as I did, I started a fight, and then later on, I told you, I, I just, I wasn't ready, and, yeah. you know, slowly, I'm, I'm getting there, and these topics are very, they can be a lot for me, but yeah. I, I would but love to you further along, but I'm, I'm, yeah, and I'm, I'm really proud of you for doing this and sharing it, it's, I think it's been very good for you, too. It has, I feel like it's helped me a lot, so, Let's try to break the generational cycles and be better for ourselves and our children. I hope everyone enjoys the rest of their week and we will see everyone next Tuesday. Bye-bye. Thank you, sister. Bye.